Welcome to episode 82 of Too Old for This Podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish stuff. And tonight, the main topic is going to be Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Uh, We're also going to talk about that Matrix Resurrections trailer. We're going to get caught up on Marvel What If and, you know, whatever the hell else. So, on Nerd and Up Nerd! Biatch! Uh, I like a little change up there at the end. You like that? I did. I threw a little curveball there. <laughs> yeah, you did. Biatch! Uh, Wagwan, my youth. What's a guan? <laughs> How'd I sound? <laughs> Great. That's my patois. That was, that was right on. <laughs> was am I dibby dibby? Dibby 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 dibby. I'm sitting around cooling with my dibby dibby girl. <laughs> what? Sorry. I, I just broke into the rap breakdown from um, Informer by. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's his name? Fuck. Uh, I'm, Snow. I'm, Snow. Okay, Snow. Yeah, I totally blanked out his name. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Don't worry, no one else I remembers can, name either. At this, I point. could, I could do that whole verse right now. I just realized. Oh, yeah? I, I don't know. Where, I don't know why that, that came out of my head because I said "dibby dibby," but yeah, yeah. That's why. But I just realized I knew the whole thing. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, shit. What a waste of brain space. How many? <laughs> I wonder how many other stupid shitty songs I have completely memorized, and and could and could recite on my deathbed. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, There's a special I'm... place in all our brains for that. Trust me. Yes. Yeah. I know. This is this is the human condition. Mm-hmm. To memorize <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> and then never learn things that will actually. <laughs> Help us, bro. help us in life. Propel forward in life. <laughs> uh, shit. Help us. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is upbeat. <laughs> oh man, it's funny. How you been? I'm good, man. How, good. how was your last? Did, did we do this last week or the week uh, before? Week I don't know. But how you been? Was. Yeah, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, last week. Last weekend we just couldn't get our uh, schedules to a lineup, so uh, it didn't happen. Um, we wanted to talk about Shang Chi, obviously, because we both were fresh Shang out Chi. of it. Yeah, and wanted That's to uh, talk about. It. Yeah, you watched ranks. it twice, right? You said the Onion Rangs. Yes, yes, Shang-Chi yes. I I went back. I you know what happened? This is this was so great. Yeah. Um, the I <laughs> I went to see it the first time by myself mm-hmm. because. <laughs> Because I thought we were going to review it last weekend. Yes. And because you because you saw it on Thursday. Yes. Um, and we couldn't get a babysitter. So Mel couldn't come. And she was like, it's okay. Go ahead. I know you want to see it so you can review it. Mm-hmm. So I went to see it by myself on Friday night. Yeah. And I had first row seats in just a regular screen theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't the best. Okay. I lost track of the action a couple times. And the action is crazy in the third act. Yes. Oh, spoiler alert! I, I don't, ah, maybe I'm, I'm talking too much because we're going to review the movie. Mm. Um, but anyway, I tried to go back. Or, or I'm sorry, uh, it was a long weekend. We had Monday off as well. So mm-hmm. on Monday, 
we weren't doing anything. So I said, you know, maybe we can get a babysitter today and maybe I can take Mel to go see the movie because it was good. And I didn't enjoy my visual experience. And I know this movie was shot in IMAX. So it would be awesome to go see this in IMAX and take Melinda Mm -hmm. so that she gets to see it. Was it IMAX 3D or was it just regular Um, IMAX? it, It was neither actually oh, okay. and that's and that's then this is the point of my story so yeah. um this movie was so popular uh you know i i waited till the last minute thinking that i could get tickets mm. and uh i could not i think it was like 10 30 in the morning and uh we we thought oh let's try to go to the 12:45 imax screening right uh-huh. So we pull up the website, and there are only two seats left in the IMAX theater, mm. and there and there are two seats in the front row. But mm. I'm like, oh, th- it's cool. This is the IMAX theater. It's the front row is going to be totally cool. It's going to be fine. Um, but then, for some reason, we hesitated booking them, and in 30 seconds, they were not available anymore. Wow. Um. So then we tried for the. The three o'clock, and the same thing. We have. I don't know what happened. I think we had to reconfirm babysitting for three o'clock or something. But for some reason, you know, we we had another brief delay in pressing buy uh, on the three o'clock tickets, and then bam, they were sold out too. Mm. So I ended up actually not going to my regular theater. Uh, where they have the IMAX, and I ended up going to a Cineplex, mm. where I don't usually go, yeah. um, and because they had a, a, a showing uh, with seats available in their AVX something format. Yeah, it's AVX, supposed to be okay. like it's supposed to, it's like the superior viewing format. I don't know how it compares to IMAX. I, I assume it doesn't. I didn't think it was any better than the first time I saw it. Anyway, visually, mm. it's a it's a visually great movie. But I'm just saying my personal experience of it. I didn't get that IMAX uh, wow that I was looking for yeah, okay. yet. Yeah. Um, and because this film was shot in IMAX, I believe it deserves to be seen in IMAX because it is fucking great. Like mm. it is. Such a work of art. But I'm getting ahead of us. We're reviewing that at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we talking about first? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about that Matrix trailer then? Matrix Matrix Resurrections trailer. I feel like we already talked about it last episode because um, well, we, I, you heard I talked about some stuff about I it. Talk, I, I read an article that described it, and we pretty much described mostly it, it very accurately. Um People are talking, though, man, and yeah. that is the thing. Uh, like, this Matrix trailer has awakened the movie fan theorist in the general population out there. Mm-hmm. Like, like I have just people who don't normally geek out about movies with me at all, like, want to fan theory with me about Matrix. Something about Matrix is it's bigger than MCU with, like... I don't know if it's my generation or just my fan group or my friend group, but um, I am just like I, like a lot of more people want to talk about this Matrix movie than like anything else right. that's ever come out in my experience. Um, and I honestly, I'm pretty stoked about it too, uh, especially after seeing the trailer. Uh, I am very, very curious what is going on in the plot of this movie because it it seems obvious what might be going on in this movie but mm. it can't but it's the matrix 
So it can't there has to be a giant twist. There has to be yeah, some kind of ma- major rug pull mm-hmm. involved in this situation. But um, I mean, I guess I'll just give you my take on what on what this is saying about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like I mean the trailer starts with with um, Neo who is it back in his uh, in Matrix identity of uh, Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's in therapy, and his therapist is uh, none Neil other than Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris, Doogie Howser, mm-hmm. um, who, who in the right role is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. If you if if used in the right way, his talents can be fantastic. Absolutely, um, especially if he's reminisc- playing himself in uh, the Harold and Gilmore movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, and also, I was, I'm thinking he reminds me of that, uh, of Gordon, of Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm. Like, Joseph Gordon Levitt, like, in the wrong situation is just the worst. But if you use him right, <clears throat> like, I think he was used right in uh, Inception. Right. Uh, fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, my, my theory, my, my hope about this, actually, it's a prediction. I think, I think it's going to happen. I think that, um, What's his name? Sorry, I'm blanking on his name now. Good Dookie Hauser. Oh, Neil Patrick uh, is, Harris. Neil Patrick Harris is going to begin the movie as Neo's therapist, but then turn out to be the new Agent Smith character. Mm. Like, like we're going to see Neil Patrick Harris in kung fu fights and shootouts with Neo. I think. I hope. That's yeah. my hope. Anyway, that's my great wish. That's my great wish for this movie. Mm. Um, but uh, so. It looks like Neo is plugged back into the Matrix. He's taking blue pills so he doesn't remember his past and so that he stays um, Thomas Anderson. Yep. Um, and then a character who looks very much like he very must be uh, a young Morpheus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or the new uh, Morpheus, and for that matter. I, I think it's a young Morpheus. Yeah, I think, think so, I, yeah. I, I think it's like a Morpheus reborn in a new generation of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's that's my take on it anyway. Um, <clears throat> because we also see a young Oracle in mm-hmm. this trailer. Um, it definitely so, has Morpheus by his name in the in IMDb. Oh, it does? Right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I just looked it up right now. Okay, so it is young Morpheus. Okay, so, um, so I mean, this is a little bit confusing. Like, what's going on here? Uh... Neo seems to be older. Thomas Anderson looks like, you know, looks like um, Keanu Reeves looks today. He looks like John Wick, mm-hmm. which is good uh, because he doesn't look great without the beard. And if they tried to pass him off without the beard, I don't I don't think it would be good. And I'm sure I'm absolutely positive that we will see a digitally aged down Keanu Reeves in this movie. We will see young, clean shaven Keanu Reeves in this movie, but digitally just not. Uh, you know, Keanu trying to pull it off. Um, but but we also see Trinity in this trailer, uh, and it, it appears that she's alive somehow, and that she also doesn't remember the events of the other movies. Well, he um, died in the uh, original too, remember? They both did. Yeah, they both did. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they both did. But you could you could easily see how they could have just plugged neo back into a pod and probably saved him mm-hmm. or regenerate regenerated his body and revived him 
Um, it's possible they did that with Trinity too, and it looks like like they 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 show her plugged in. It looks like they're trying to say that the that the machines like took their bodies and and resurrected them and then just plugged them back into the matrix. Um, and I and I'm going to suggest even more so, based on the scene where Neo is fighting Young Morpheus and his line, "You don't know me." Because it, it looks like what ha- what's happening here is young Morpheus is is has given Neo the red pill and he's trying to wake him up and he's trying to say, "Look, man, they're feeding you these blue pills to make you forget who you are, but not, but we need to make you remember who you are so you come back and help us overthrow the machines again." Mm-hmm. But I think that line, "You don't know me," is telling you what the actual plot is going to go. I I think Neo's going to say. I volunteered to take these blue pills because I don't want to remember because I want to keep the treaty that I made with the machines. Mm-hmm. Like I, I agreed to end the war and I think that's what is going to happen here. I'm theorizing now, obviously, mm-hmm. but in the, in the trailer, all we see is Keanu saying, you don't know me to young, to young Morpheus. And then using his like full power to like not only blow Morpheus away, but like explode the whole simulation they're in. It looks like, um, so like it looks like to me, like in that trailer shot, um, that Neo actually does know about his power and like, just decides to like show him for a second. And I, I think after that, that scene, he probably goes back to the matrix and goes back to taking blue pills. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Um, Anyway, I think it looks awesome. I think, look, back in the days of Matrix Reloaded, when when I was fan theorizing about what that movie was going to be, the second one in the series, mm-hmm. like if when I was writing it in my own head, this is exactly how it started, with Thomas Anderson plugged back into the Matrix, and with Morpheus calling him again and saying Neo. The Matrix has you again. And just going through another whole cycle of Neo having to escape the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Only, only in the end of the second movie, he would be like way more powerful and would do way more powered super super stuff. And it would just be an escalation of what happened in the first movie. Basically repeating the same story beats, but like maintaining everything you loved about the first movie, which was basically a fantastic fucking kung fu movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was the heart of the Matrix. Like it, it was mind-bendingly, intelligently philosophical. But the reason we loved it was watching those pillars explode in super slow motion bullet time, with the wire fighting going on in the same frame at the same moment, and like the brilliance of this amazing action movie visually, um, you know. And it happened to be sweetened with this beautiful philosophical stuff, too. Well, that's why I'll tell you right now. That's why I enjoyed the original Matrix was because of the cinematography. It was like groundbreaking. Yes. It was it was ahead of itself. Yes. Right. It yes. Was, it was the future of, of film, essentially. And right? we'll be mentioning later <clears throat> Shang-Chi, same cinematographers, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. But yes, you're absolutely right. Like the first Matrix movie, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a masterpiece in so many ways, really. But like, 
it broke visual ground. It like changed everything that came after it in yeah. its genre. It defined the genre re- like, and it was amazing to experience the first time. I don't know how many times I saw the first Matrix movie in theaters, okay. but it had to be a bunch. It was so amazing to watch that movie mm. when it first came out. Um, and then it was amazing to, you know, uh, uh, diagnose, uh, analyze the philosophy of it for years mm. after it. Um, a masterpiece. So, like, in order to make a sequel to that, man, to like to like turn it into some like CGI fucking I don't know, like robot spaceship fight thing, mm. a mech fight thing, and you know, fill the screen with billions of Agent Smiths. Like, <laughs> mm. I don't know. It, it went. It went so weird. But um, yeah, it definitely. Like, well, you could tell by the second film, they obviously got a bigger budget. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they try to take it, I guess, next level, uh, which in some cases it did work. And in other yeah. cases, it absolutely did not work. It lost right? It lost the charm of the first one. Yeah, like especially by the right? time they got to the third. It really did. Yeah. It really did. Yeah, it lost it. Um, yeah. But But I want to say about this trailer... Like this looks like it's the Matrix Two mm-hmm. that I that I really wanted that I was writing in my head, and I have a feeling like, that's exactly where they're going with this. They're going to be like, yeah. forget two and three, yeah, just watch part one and then watch this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But my big question is like, what is the twist? What is the rug pull? Because mm-hmm. like like from the trailer, like this is what it all looks like is happening. Mm-hmm. But we, but we know something else has to really be happening, right? Yeah. Like, and I, and I wonder if the clue is young Morpheus and young Oracle, and also that scene. You remember that scene where, where Neo looks in a mirror and his face changes into somebody else's face, and it's not like yeah, a face that old. we recognize. Yeah, it's old, and then he goes young. Right, but it's not old. It's Keanu old, Reeves. It's yeah. It it's looks somebody else. Well, he's got the same. Yeah, I'm. He's I'm got like a blonde right beard. Now. I think yeah. it's. I don't know. I feel it's like somebody it's somebody else's face. Be, I feel like it's supposed to be him. I think it's supposed to be somebody else. Just like an older version. To be honest, it looks like a little bit like Tom Cruise. Like truth. I wonder, <laughs> Kevin, mm-hmm. because we know from Matrix Revolutions when the architect explained what's going on in the matrix he explained to neo that this is a repeating cycle that has happened over and over and over again Mm -hmm. i wonder if this movie is a backdoor secret prequel Mm. i wonder if this is a previous neo and a previous trinity and that's why we have a young morpheus and a young oracle because remember in the original movie in Morpheus's original origin story, in Morpheus's original original explanation of his background, mm. he said, "I found the one before, and he died. But before he died, he told me I would find him again when he came back." Mm. Do you remember that? Vaguely, I'm making that up. Vaguely, I don't think I'm making way. that up because in the original, I believe Morpheus and some of his team. Remember the previous one, 
who died and prophesied the coming of Neo. Right. Along with Oracle. Um, I think I'm right about that. Yeah. I hope I'm not wrong right. about that. Sounds but, about right. Um, they definitely um, seen another. I'm wondering if that's the Neo we're watching now, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I remember they were definitely, they had definitely seen another one <laughs> savior or whatever. Yeah. I do remember that. The exact, uh, the exact quotes, I don't remember for sure. I, it's been a long time since I watched the original Matrix films. You're right. I need to rewatch this too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited to see this movie. I I, I think it's going to be visually off the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it looks obviously very reminiscent of the original movie. It looks like they have a lot of scenes that are recreated to look very similar to the original movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like I guarantee you, they're not showing you the movie in these trailers, right? Mm-hmm. Like Matrix is all about mystery. Like remember the first Matrix, the campaign. Like, we didn't know what we were going to see at all when we went to see that movie. Like, the whole thing was a surprise, basically. Um, So that's what I'm expecting with this as well. And I don't know, but so far, so good in my opinion. That's all. Looks uh, definitely. Well, I'll I'll be honest. Like, this trailer, like, I thought it was all right. It didn't didn't make me super. Well, I'll I'll be honest. I, I, I wasn't very excited when they announced this. In the beginning, I, know. Um, yeah. I was just like, "Okay, really? You're just gonna beat that?" You told me. Down. You told me you weren't sure if you were gonna see it. Yeah, and even after watching, like, yeah, the the trailer was like good. Um, it did definitely give me a little bit more hype for the film, but I'm not. I wasn't sitting on the edge of my chair like I was like you know watching a Rise of Skywalker trailer or, or you yeah, know what I mean like watching that Force Awakens trailer for the first time. You know what I mean? Like that was like. I must have watched that like ten times in a row. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? but um, yeah, you just reminded me. I watched the beginning of Rise of Skywalker the other day. Oh yeah, did you? Okay. And I got so mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about about that trailer that that footage they released of the first five minutes, mm. and how excited I got because yeah. I thought it looked so cool. Yeah. <laughs> when she does yeah. the flip over the fucking. The, no, not that, not that no, one. Not that when, one? Oh. Like just just before the movie came out, they released the first five minutes where Kylo finds the the emperor's oh, right, right. The, uh, the base, hollow, the hollow. Yeah, um, and, what, and, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I just thought, man, that 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 whole scene looks mm-hmm. and feels so cool. This movie is gonna look and feel so cool. Oh God, I'm so mad at right now. Anyway, I will say one thing I, I did really like about this trailer. Um, so in the the theme of the original um, Matrix film, it was very much you know Alice in Wonderland, right? Um, mm. There was like several references about going down the rabbit hole and all that stuff. And they, I it, believe they show the book, the Alice. They in show Wonderland the book. they show yeah. the Alice in Wonderland book in this, and um, and I don't know if you caught it, but they also show a girl with a with a rabbit tattoo. So you know Alice in Wonderland was supposed to follow the rabbit. So yes. Um, I, that's one of the things I did catch about this trailer that I thought was really cool. Um, was this, like I said, they, that the, to me, that's a direct reference to the first film. So that's why I'm questioning if they're going to completely erase part two and three, <laughs> like so many other films have, or these franchises are doing now 
and going to make this the direct sequel to the original Matrix. Or in, your, um, or in your theory, the prequel to it. Anyways, right? You know what? Mm-hmm. That would be sick too. That would be sick too if mm-hmm. it was the direct sequel to the original Matrix. Yeah, it just if, to me, it feels and it, like it, it, it is. preempts two and three somehow. Yeah. That would be that and would be interesting. If you notice, there's not a lot of like. So remember, there was a lot of like, like cheesy, like uh, CGI, in like like yeah. you mentioned the the million. Anderson's part three was 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 just visual garbage yes. with the yes, like the I screen agree. was full it was CGI of Agent Smith's yeah. like I never wanted to see Hugo Weaving again in my life yeah. after that movie like yeah. I I honestly hated Hugo Weaving after that movie <laughs> I did That's for a hilarious. long time yeah. every time I saw him I'd be like damn it I don't want to see this dude yeah but yeah, no, I have a, I have a feeling they're going that route. <laughs> they're just erasing two and three. I don't know. That would be sweet, actually. Yeah. I'm for it now. Mm-hmm. I'm for it now. I'm for it now because now that I've seen um, uh, modern day Keanu Reeves in some Matrix Kung Fu fights, mm-hmm. I I want more and more and more of that. Okay, if you could turn the Matrix into a series that's it doesn't have to be as good as the first Matrix movie. If you can make a series that's just as good as John Wick, right? <laughs> yeah. Like so, those aren't the those aren't the greatest movies on earth. No. You know those those would be like B scripts maybe, mm-hmm. but but they're good enough. But that the action I, is so, I can so fucking great. That's what that's that's what makes John Wick so good, right? What the, the action, the action, one hundred percent, right? And the cinematography mm-hmm. and and. They're just they're fun to watch movies, yeah. And if and and not like stupid. I mean, they're not they're not like super smart, but they're yeah. not like like fucking Fast and Furious. You know, they're yeah. not like like cars flying into space. <laughs> you know, I still um, haven't finished Fast Nine. <laughs> I I won't. I won't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not Another thing I want to say about this trailer that's amazing is yeah. they use the the Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit yes, song, yes, which is, which which is, is so, used so fucking well. appropriate. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so fucking appropriate. Yeah. I think that the script was written like while listening to that song. Mm, on odds repeat. are you're uh, probably right. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. honestly, that's how I, what I think. Yeah. Um, White Rabbit. What what is beautiful? Like what is it, what I noticed about this because I went back to freeze frame the shot in the 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 trailer where they show Trinity plugged into the matrix okay. because I thought she was in a pod but I'm not I, I'm not sure but she's she's definitely plugged into the matrix and she's in the real world um and I thought she looked weird I thought maybe she wasn't the real Trinity maybe she was like some weird clone hybrid of Trinity and neo okay. but when I freeze framed it, I was like, "No, I think it's just Trinity, and she's just older, and that's why I think she looked different." Mm-hmm. But, but what I also noticed is, uh, at the moment of that scene, is the moment where the lyrics of the song start talking about the Red Queen. Mm. Uh, it, so, like, the song is declaring that Trinity is the Red Pill Queen, right. and it's like this whole thing is about Red Pill versus Blue Pill, right? Um, and, and, and the, 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 the dialogue in the trailer, it's like people telling Neo, like the reason you're, you're still here is because she's here. The reason you're still fighting is because she's here. Right. So it looks like the plot of this movie is 
the machines brought Trinity back to life and and Neo is like maybe trying to save her or like trying to be with her again somehow while still trying to keep the treaty that he made at the end of Matrix Revolutions. Mm-hmm. That's my take on it anyway. I'm not sure, but um, I I think it's a fantastic trailer. And I think it, it, like if the trailer is this damn good, then the movie like might be great and a lot mm. of people are talking about it like i said so yeah, there's definitely a lot um, about it for sure you know i hope you are gonna see it mm. i i bill was talking about how excited he is about this so mm. i was wondering i was wondering if maybe this is an otog roundtable yeah. thing I, I think this would be more appropriate than uh than um any of the other suggestions that were made uh personally i think this would be more fitting for that sure yeah, yeah you don't want to sure. review val uh, in a way, I, I gotta watch it. Um, I'll be honest, like all those was, Val Kilmer movies are from our youth. No, no, I know, but and it's funny because I had the, I had this conversation with Greg because you know we got together for his birthday. Yeah, and uh, of course the documentary came up, and I was just like, I don't know if I have any interest in. And they're like, No, no, Kev, like really, you should probably check it out and blah 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 because you know Val Kilmer this, Val Kilmer that. And it's all honest, the movies he was no, in. No, but the thing is, I was never really a Val Kilmer fan. No, right? neither so, was I. So that's why I, I. That's why I was just like, really, guys, this is what you want to watch. But I'll, I'll be I, honest, like I Val Kilmer to me is top secret. That's my Val Kilmer. <laughs> you know, what I that's mean? great. No, that's great. I love that. Yeah. But um, but this movie has behind the scenes footage in it yeah. from fucking Top Gun. And fucking like, like uh, uh, the fucking westerns he made. I'm forgetting the names of his movies oh, yeah, now. I'm yeah. sorry, um, I'm but it's got it's got behind the scenes footage with all the stars of all the movies he was in in the yeah. '80s. That's that's why this documentary is so cool. Yeah. Uh, not because I'm a Val Kilmer fan. Okay, it's got it's got behind the scenes footage in it from when he made a Batman movie. Yeah, <laughs> like like that's. It's it's like full of like cool Hollywood shit from our era. That's okay. why I suggested it. Oh, yeah, That's fair why enough. I don't know. I just I said like I had no interest in in watching a documentary about Val Kilmer. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Just just because I was never really a Val Kilmer fan, right? I I've seen yeah. Top Gun once. Like I don't even remember right. fucking Top Gun. You know but he's mean? got but he's got behind the scenes footage of yeah. like twenty year old yeah, Tom Cruise and. And like eighteen-year-old River Phoenix yeah. and Kevin Bacon, like like that's the fun stuff to me. Anyway, but it's up to you if you want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'll definitely, I'll definitely watch. I it I still now. haven't watched it. I was actually okay. saving it because I thought we were going to make it an OTG, OG yeah, roundtable yeah. topic. But, but I'll be honest, I feel like this movie is more fitting for that. Oh, for sure. Right? This is a fitting movie yeah, for yeah. the OTG roundtable yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Right. So, so maybe it comes out December 22nd, two days before Christmas, yes. uh, three days before Christmas. Yes. So I don't know if it's going to be possible for us to see it together in time to review it in a timely manner. Yeah. But, um, maybe we can yeah, at least can review work. it together if yeah, we, we can't can work see now. it together as well. Yeah. Yeah. It would be nice to go see it together for sure. That would be awesome. Yeah. If yeah we could for sure. If we, and we could it. do the review directly right afterwards, you know what I mean? That would be, that would be perfect. I would love that. But uh, I guess time will tell on that one. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But, um, anyway, uh, that's Matrix Re- Resurrection. Resurrections, yeah. <laughs> Matrix 4. The movie that I didn't want, the movie that I was never excited about yeah. until this trailer. Yeah. And now no, the trailer um, did this for sure. I admit, I admit, I could have been wrong, and I'm all fucking in. Mm. 
I'm all fucking in all on right. Matrix Resurrections. All right. Okay. <laughs> Boom! God! <laughs> um, should we do a quick catch up on What If? Because we talked about What If last episode. Yeah, sure. And last episode, I was a little bit cold on What If because I felt like nothing's going on here that's really turning me on mm-hmm. yet. And then the next day, I think, uh, the Doctor Strange episode came out. Okay. And I fucking love that episode of What yeah, If. Yeah, it wasn't like, bad. Yeah, I, I, that's, I enjoyed that one too. That's one of my favorite MCU things. Like, I don't know. It's it's really high up there on my list of MCU. For me, it was like one of the shorts from the original Heavy Metal. It was just missing the Heavy Metal soundtrack. Mm. Like, that episode of what if needed a heavy metal soundtrack so bad it was so demonic Mm -hmm. and dark and like um it and and animation wise it really went bonkers with all of the demons um and and just like graphic really awful horrible things Mm -hmm. that were happening (laughs) um it was a dark, dark, dark episode of television. It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, that Doctor Strange episode. And um, it was beautiful, too. The story ended on such a dark, beautiful note mm. with Doctor Strange trapped in his own tiny, tiny personal universe yeah. that ha- happened to look a lot like the Hex from WandaVision. Right, okay. Did you notice that? I did not, like, I did not catch that. Visually... Visually, when when Doctor Strange's protective shell came up to protect him from the universe collapsing, mm. it, it it it's the hex. Okay, it's the it's one it's the one division. It's exactly the same fucking thing. Right. So, um, like I think it is a hundred. I think it is a hundred percent that dark Doctor Strange from this episode of What If is coming to the MCU proper, mm. and. Kevin Feige has said that characters from What If are going to come to live action in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought he everybody thought he was talking about Agent Carter yeah. from from that episode, from the from the Captain Britain episode. But I am gonna put my money down. And I'm going to go a step even farther, and I'm going to talk about something we talked about last episode, which was that Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, and how everybody's talking about why is Doctor Strange weird in that Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? Like, is he being controlled by somebody? Remember that? Mm, Is is, is, Is Mephisto controlling Doctor Strange? Is that why he's casting this spell he shouldn't cast in Spider Man? That's right. Uh, fucking Dark Doctor Strange is a good fucking possibility for what's going on in Spider-Man: Not No Way Home. Right. I I think I think we're gonna see Dark Doctor Strange in live action. I really do. Um, Dark whether Doctor it's in Spider-Man yeah. or not, right? Uh, whether it's in Spider-Man or not, I think when the multiverses when the multiverse starts to collide, you know, when all of the uh, timelines in the end of Loki start splitting off like mad. I believe that dark Dr. Strange gets to escape his personal private universe and come to the MCU mm. and, and wreak havoc in, in some way or another, but we'll see. 
Um, that's my theory. Anyway, um, so that episode was great, and I know you didn't see the following episode no, yet, uh, yet, which was yet. the zombies episode. Yeah, which is surprising because I love zombies. But yeah, I will. Holy watch shit! It. <laughs> holy shit, Kev! That that episode was great too. Yeah, like, okay. it was it was pretty close to the comic version. Obviously, it wasn't as much as the comic version. Mm-hmm. It's only like half an hour long, but. Uh, it's totally dark. Yeah. Um, it's like gory as hell. Mm. <laughs> um, it's 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 cool and fun. Um, and I don't know that anything from that is going to come to live action, but um, probably not. It was a good. It was a, it was a great. It was a great Technically, time. Technically, they uh, did have some zombies. Remember in um, in um, the last Spider Man movie, there was a uh, that sequence with um, when Thing was fucking with his head. Um, I want to call him. I was going to say Mephisto. Mysterio was fucking with yeah. his head, and yeah. um, and he was going through all these images. And there was actually like a, if I remember correctly, it was a Spider-Man zombie. Oh, really? It was, it was like a little touch. Like it wasn't very long. It was just like he was like, like I said, he was fucking with them, showing all these images, and it was like yeah. a dead. It was a dead um, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Like an undead Spider-Man, I should say. <clears throat> so anyway, sorry. Go on. Cool. I didn't know that. I'm yeah. gonna look for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Watch it watch again. That. Uh, it's that yeah. that. Remember that sequence when he was um, when he when he um, when he kind of like turned on Peter, and then he started fucking with them in the in the because um, Peter figured out about the uh, the um, the hologram things, whatever. Remember? Uh, yeah. Yeah, M- yeah. Mary J. Whatever gave him the piece, and he's like, "Oh my god, I gave him the glasses, right?" And then. Yeah, uh, he went to go whatever and confront him or whatever. Yeah, it was that scene, and he was like showing all these different images, and one of them was like a zombie uh, Spider-Man. But anyways, yeah, watch right. it again. You'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I just got the urge. That I just want to say, I think again, at the end of Spider-Man: No Way Home, mm-hmm. he's out of the MCU. Uh, it's quite possible because of the whole. You know, three pitcher deal and all that stuff, but right, um, the deal I, the deal is over. But uh, but also the Venom universe is completely set up for him mm-hmm. uh, by that time, especially after the, after this Venom movie and after this, um, what's the the vampire movie called? Uh, uh, the Jared Leto. I want to say vampire. No, uh, uh, Morpheus. Uh, no, uh, Morbius, Morbius, sorry. Morbius. Mor- Morbius? Yeah, Morbius. Um, yeah. So after those two movies, the 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 that Spider-Verse is gonna be completely set up for him. So yeah. um my only question is does his whole cast go with him? Mm-hmm. Like does does MJ go with him? Right. Does does what's his name? His buddy go with him? Mm-hmm. Do, does Aunt May go with him? Right. Um but I do think he ends up in Venom's universe mm-hmm. where he's the only where, where he's the only superhero and where he's got like all of his villains there like the Sinister Six and Venom and Carnage um and tons of threats yeah. but where there's where there's no Avengers. I tell you I I don't think it's going to like I do think he's going to cross over to the Venom universe eventually but I don't think his uh, deal is up yet. I think there's He'll be back. Yeah, there's something they're, oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, they're definitely not going to just. But it'll him... be an event. It'll yeah, be for an sure, event for sure. 
for sure. Just like just like whenever Robert Downey Jr. comes back, mm-hmm. and whenever whenever Chris, what's his name, Chris comes Evans comes back, Chris Evans comes back, um, it'll be an event when Tom Holland comes back, and on top of that, I bet you Spider-Man No Way Home is going to give us Miles Morales Spider-Man, mm-hmm. who who will remain in the MCU right. while Tom Holland is out. Right. So there's still I believe there still will be a Spider-Man in the MCU. It'll be Miles Morales, which will be which will be super fun and exciting. It'll be a brand new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So it'll still be an awesome thing in the MCU while Tom Holland is over just making money just for Sony for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh you know what I think the MCU I think Marvel would still get a cut of that. Um sure. but you know Sony's in charge for a couple of movies. And then Tom Holland comes back for the fucking next giant, you know, Endgame style movie, mm-hmm. right? We'll see. We'll see. For the uh, probably Secret Wars is what it'll be, yeah, right? Like yeah. a big multiverse war movie. Yeah, for sure. So, and then Tom Holland is back, and then you know, fuck it, he goes back and forth, and nobody worries about it, right? <laughs> are we uh, done on what if? By the way, um, are we done on what if? Sure. Um, I'm just, I just want to say it's got really good for the like last two episodes. Like the first three, I mm-hmm. was so, so on, mm. but the last, but the last two super I, stoked on. I really enjoyed that Chichella episode too, though. Yeah. Both I, those I, I, I honestly didn't, but, Fair enough. um, he's back in the zombies episode. Oh, okay. Nice. Surprise. Um, uh, but say no uh, more yeah. cause I got to watch it. Yeah. Go watch it. Boom. <laughs> done. And now, on to the main event of the evening. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? Brampton, Ontario, are you ready? Oshawa, Ontario, are you ready? <laughs> Sorry, <Sarbidly. laughs> Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten motherfucking rings. Yeah, boy. Box office dynamo. Oh, yeah. I think it might be up to $100 million this weekend. Uh, quite uh, possibly. It, it, it was like 73 or something million uh, mm-hmm. opening weekend, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound like the biggest box office weekend ever, but actually is the all-time record for the... Uh, Labor Day long weekend box office. Normally, nobody goes to the movies on Labor Day at all. Normally, mm-hmm. the box office is dead. The previous record was only thirty million, uh, so this more than doubled the previous box office record on Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID or no COVID, of all time, so it is a pretty big deal. Um, and then this weekend it was number one again. So two weekends in a row at number one, it did drop to only 35 million this weekend. But, uh, in these times, 35 million is a huge number. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it it is still a, a success, a win for a second weekend. You know, this movie might make its money back. It might profit a little bit mm-hmm. um which you know is uh is great news um yes. you know yes for sure. uh suicide squad was a bomb mm-hmm. uh black widow was a bomb yep. uh and that is not the norm yeah. for the big comic book movie industry i definitely uh, um 
think it's because they release those same days on uh, on streaming platforms. For sure. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, yes. Shang-Chi went about it the smarter way. They didn't release it on Disney+. Plus. Right. Uh, you also got to take into consideration that a lot of these theaters are only being half sold. Right, so those the- yes. those tickets that could have been that is so they, true. Yeah, it could it could have made a lot more money. I feel um, yes. if they were at full capacity. I'm not sure how theaters are running in the states. I feel like they're back to full capacities. I could be wrong about that, but definitely here in Canada, we're at half cap- half capacity. So, <clears throat> yes. yeah, and, and and still doing big numbers, mm-hmm. record numbers. So that's pretty you're impressive. Right, then. Yeah. You're right. That is really impressive mm-hmm. um uh you know what um spoiler alert we're going to talk about every detail of this movie mm-hmm. um so if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to spoil the plot press stop mm-hmm. uh, but um let me just say first of all i loved it uh, this mm-hmm. is gonna be a positive review from me um uh what my, my original thoughts were broadly overall this uh, reminds me of Black Panther. Uh, yeah, visually. Same thing. Thank you. <laughs> visually. I've been saying the exact same thing. Um, yes. As far as like, uh, almost like, I'm not saying it's a direct like rip off of Black Panther by any means, but almost like no. the story beats are almost pretty like similar. Um, yeah. In, in a way, right? Uh, I'm not yeah. saying like, a, it's definitely not a clone of the Black Panther, but I, I felt as I was watching it, it definitely gave me black panther vibes for sure right. but for but in an asian um in, in, in for, a Kung for Fu me movie format you know what i mean so yes totally <clears throat> for yeah. me for me it was less the story beats uh, although i'm not disputing that but mm-hmm. it wasn't the story beats that 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 made me think of it for me it was visually yeah yeah it the was, look too yeah i agree it yeah, was yeah. it was Shang-Chi's mother's village looks like Wakanda, yes. except except for the buildings. The mm-hmm. scenery, like I don't know how similar Asia and Africa are in the wild in the wilderness, but um it it just it just felt like we were in the same place. Mm-hmm. And then we had opposing armies standing face to face ready to battle, <laughs> yep. just just like we saw outside <clears throat> Wakanda, mm-hmm. and it looked visually very similar. Yes. It also looked but I, I want to say, I don't think they are ripping off Crouching Tiger. I'm not accusing them of that. What I am accusing them of is just looking like the MCU. Like mm. every MCU movie kind of looks the same. And that's kind of a problem. Because it also looked like the standoff in WandaVision outside of the Hex. Right. With, an, with an army facing off against Wanda. And... It, it's looked like a couple of things in the MCU so far. And not only that, but the city that they go to in, I don't remember if it's in Hong Kong or Tokyo. I don't remember where the city is. They go to where the, where the fighting ring happens looks just like the city from Falcon and winter soldier. Okay. Uh, It's like, it's like you walked into exactly the same place Mm. and the, and the bar that Shang-Chi's dad takes him to, 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 to kill the gang that killed, uh, his mother mm-hmm. looks exactly like a bar that Black Panther went to in in his movie. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, like, I agree with that too. Like, yeah. MCU films just look like MCU yeah. films, mm-hmm. and that is kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Also, the training grounds at um, 
the Ten Rings uh, like army location where they trained okay. looked exactly like the training grounds that uh, the ancient one had in her Sanctum Sanctorum where Doctor Strange trained. Mm. Uh, like it, we get a lot of repeating visual motifs in the MCU, and mm. I want to say that's a problem because the amazing parts of this movie was. And I want to say also my impression of this is that it looks like two different movies glued together. It looks like an MCU film mm. like Black, like Black Panther or Doctor Strange glued to cuts from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I would. And that, and that is a, t- that is a compliment. Yeah. That well- is. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. It's in my top my top ten favorite movies of all time. I definitely agree um, with and that, and that's why I love Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Like the beginning, more so when he first fights his wife, mm-hmm. right? That scene was so so Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, but it was very like the fight. So was the Bamboo Forest. Uh, refresh my memory. The bamboo forest, the 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 forest with the maze that they had to get through to right, get to the enough. village. Right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, that one, that part didn't remind me of it so much. But um, for me, the um, <clears throat> the visuals of that fight, uh, the way it was so poetic and and like a ballet. Um, that's uh, uh, wait a minute. Really... I, can, I can I can I can add something to your list. Mm-hmm. How about? Because it was Michelle Yeoh, the yeah. star of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. And, and it was beautiful and and absolutely right. Well, Michelle Yeoh was the was the sister in the village. Yes. Right. And and stole the movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um in in her fight with you know, when she was training training Shang Chi, yeah. Uh Shang Shang Chi. Um <clears throat> that you know, everybody says their favorite scene is the is their scene at the beginning of the movie when um Shang when Shang Chi's father fights his mother, yeah. which is a beautiful scene, Absolutely. which I love. <clears throat> which gorgeous. I love. But my favorite scene after watching it twice is watching Michelle Yeoh fight Shang Chi, mm-hmm. which is like it rhymes with that original scene. Yes, but there's so much more in it because you're watching Shang Chi and and Michelle Yeoh, who is kind of a standing for standing for his mother. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you're watching a whole different interpretation of the other side of the dance, while Michelle Yeoh's side of the dance is pretty much the same. Right. Um, but Shang Chi brings so much more to it, and and the story has progressed so much. There's so much more, you know, at this point. And I feel like this scene is just so much greater than the. Mm-hmm. Than the I, they work together because because they're together. But, uh, and it's a beautiful movie, dude. Like yeah. this, like yeah, it's it it's, it is a beautifully crafted film, mm-hmm. and then and then it awkwardly plunks into an MCU scene where you've got an army of villains in black like armor with weapons that have glowing edges that mm-hmm. are like, if you're this color, you're on this side of the fight. And if you're on that color, you're on that side of the fight. Right. And, and it, and it looks like, like a cheap black Panther thing for a few minutes. Mm. Um, and then it's an awesome dragon battle, which yeah. like, it was an epic, awesome dragon battle. It really, it was great. Mm-hmm. And, 
and um, and that's not an MCU thing at all. It was the best, one of the best parts of the movie. Again, uh, um, fuck, uh, there were some great fun things in this film. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say Aquafina as as Shang Chi's uh, funny sidekick yeah. slash best friend slash love interest. Um, I didn't get a love interest it? vibe, but. It's going there. It's yeah. going there. That's why. That's why the grandmother said, "When are you going to get married?" And that's mm-hmm. why they they had the Luke and Leia scene in the movie. Did you notice how much that scene looked like Luke and Leia in Return of the Jedi when they had their conversation in the village, like in the third act? Okay. When he that ended with, "I'm going to kill my father." Yeah. Um, like she was wearing a dress that looked like a like there's only only scene in the movie where she wore a dress. Mm. But it it like totally looked like the Luke and Leia scene, yeah. um, but um, obviously that wasn't a romantic scene. But to mm-hmm. me, it, in this version, uh, it is romantic. I think they are gonna. I think they are gonna eventually. It's gonna be a big deal when mm-hmm. when Shang Chi and um, I'm sorry, Aquafina's character's name I don't remember right now. But yeah, when they have really when they have their first kiss, that's gonna be huge, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be in. The Secret Wars movie, you know, the Endgame version where he's like, he's about to go sacrifice himself. Because I am going to go on record as saying, I didn't really talk about the the rings or anything yet. Okay, let me let me wait for that. Let me mm-hmm. wait on that. We, we didn't get there yet. Okay. There's so much to talk about in this movie. Um, I thought the original setup was kind of goofy. I didn't really enjoy the... Um, we are valet parking attendants, even though we are both super smart. Like she has like a PhD mm-hmm. and, and he is like <clears throat> super intelligent, speaks multiple languages and they're both happy being valet parking attendants and just drinking and doing karaoke. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I get it for him because he's in hiding and, um, you know, maybe they can go further with it later and say the only reason Aquafina was happy was because she was with him and she was secretly in love with him the whole time. Mm. But other than that, if they don't do that, it's just goofy that the two of them were like, Oh, we're happy being parking attendants. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you talking about? And trying to defend it. And I don't know. I didn't like, like that whole thing, Okay, but it wasn't awful. I don't hate it. Um, you know, as like, maybe it was the worst part of the movie for me and, and saying that it wasn't that so bad. Um, for me, it just kind of set up the fact that she's a stunt driver. You know what I mean? Like, uh, sure, I remember, like, sure, because yeah, she so does she drive the, for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and that's, she that's got the she got the keys uh, at the beginning, and she's like, "I'm driving this one, <laughs> right?" <clears throat> and yeah, right, and, and then and then she like does an drive asshole, right? every time. Yeah. Every time they got to drive in the movie, mm-hmm. she, she does drive and the that, bus. And that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Right. I want to say I liked Aquafina in this movie. I yeah, don't know. You know who didn't. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Aquafina. I don't know. I find her. I've never watched any of her other stuff, so yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know her before this. Oh, okay. Well, like she's been on SNL and she's like got her own show on Comedy Channel and all this shit. Yeah. Um, she's been in other movies. Um, she was actually the voice of um, uh, that fucking dragon movie, the last dragon movie. Oh. Um, what was it called again? Oh my god. Raya. Raya. There we go. Raya and the Last yeah. Dragon. She was the last dragon. Yeah. That was her voice. Oh, yeah. Cool. So you did watch that movie, right? From her quickly? No, no, I started it. I I didn't like that. it. Oh yeah. I, oh, okay. I watched like the first five minutes, and I was like, I think I'm bored. Yeah. 
Yeah, fair enough. I and and it wasn't that. a musical, so my kid didn't like it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, no, she was the voice of the dragon. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of hers, but I thought she was really good in this. Uh, I thought she made... Yeah, um, me too. She was great comic relief. Eventually, she made a even better sidekick, actually. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but yeah, it yeah. was going. I kind of... But I, but I think she's like super realistic as mm-hmm. the the best friend who's secretly in love. Mm-hmm. If if that's what happens here, yeah. um, because just like she, she's constantly being funny, which is like a, a defense mechanism, right? Like mm. like don't like don't let me ever get into a serious conversation with you because then I might have to admit my feelings. Right. I hope I hope the storytelling is complex enough that that's where we're going to go. Uh, I think maybe it is, but we'll see. Um, there was one line that made me cringe really hard, which was when um, Aquafina met Shang Chi's sister, mm-hmm. and they they immediately wanted the audience to know that that these two were going to be friends, um, <laughs> even though like, we didn't know if the sister was evil yet or not. Right. Uh, so it was like, hey, I think it's really cool the your this whole place that you got here, and and the sister goes, thanks, I like your pants. <laughs> It was just like, it was just like the weirdest, awkwardest thing to me. But anyway, right. that was the worst point of the movie. Anyway, yeah. the, I like your pants line. That was in my opinion. Um, but um, otherwise, man, the fucking Kung Fu scenes like mm. were fantastic. Yep. The bus fight that we all, that we saw in the trailer, yep. when you see the whole thing in the movie is fucking amazing. Right, and the score, dude, mm-hmm. did you notice the fucking music in this movie and how, like it's completely different. Like it turns from like a like an electro uh, score in the first kung fu scenes to like an epic like fantasy score in the fantasy scenes, mm. uh, which is totally appropriate and totally works. It's great all the way through, mm-hmm. but the score in that bus scene especially is sick and that whole bus fight is sick and awesome and mm-hmm. it's it's very reminiscent of like a lot of like Jackie Chan stuff yes. but i'm sure i'm sure like everyone who in, involved in making this movie would admit that and probably worked on those movies as well yeah um, for sure yeah um and uh what's the other one i wanted to mention that was just like a straight up kung fu scene not a wire fight scene uh yeah yeah, yeah. There's so many good ones. Oh, the uh, the scaffolding scene on the side of the yes. building mm-hmm. was also sick. Okay, there was some wire fighting in that. I was mm-hmm. you know, oversimplifying, but um, no, it was great. Ah, uh, great, great, great scene. Yeah, great choreography. Great. Um, like he yeah. hit a guy, they'd fall between the gaps. He'd run across them and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it was yeah. really good choreography. Classic, classic Jackie Chan yes. st- style oh, yeah, stuff again, yeah. but That's like great Jackie Chan, but style. like but like amped up, right? Mm-hmm. Like turned up to like a Lord of the Rings visual kind of like, like 20 things are happening on the screen in yeah. every frame. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like super cool movie, this movie, um, so much cooler than most MCU movies on a, like a, like the work that had to go into every shot of this mm-hmm. to make it, to make it so great. And it is, um, uh, let's talk about the Ten Rings a little bit, okay? And, let, mm-hmm. and let's talk about what it, what it means for the MCU. Um, right. they, there's not very much explanation. It's left a mystery, so you know it's important. This is, in my opinion, the it's equivalent to the first shots of Thanos in the first like uh, post credit scenes that we saw. I think this is this is the first solid solid direction of where this whole arc of this uh, phase of Marvel is going. Okay. 
Um, the Ten Rings, we only know that uh, Shang-Chi's father found them in a cave or, like, took them from, like, a conquered foe or something. Mm -hmm. um, and all we know is they give him great power and eternal life. Um, and, and that's it. Um, and and we, we see how they're used in battle. And I want to say, like, visually... The way they've done this is so cool, mm -hmm. and it's a new kind of superpower in the MCU, and um, it's very creative, reminiscent of, of what they did with Doctor Strange, but completely different, and um, its own thing, very different from the way the Ten Rings worked in the comics. In the comics, the Ten Rings actually went on your fingers. Um, I think it's a good idea they didn't do that in the mm -hmm. movies because it would have been too much like the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, so these are just five rings that you wear around each wrist. Uh, and the rings themselves are covered in runes, which are in like multiple different ancient languages, uh, one of which is a language that nobody knows what it is. It's like a, a made-up language. Mm. Um <clears throat> Uh, so anyway, uh, his father has lived for thousands and thousands of years and mm -hmm. the Ten Rings organization is his organization. It's the same organization that is responsible for kidnapping Tony Stark in Iron Man. Yep. Um, they set up the fake uh, Mandarin character who we remember from, I think it was Iron Man 3. Iron 3 yep. Uh, yep. Um, and he is back in this movie and fantastically funny. Mm -hmm. Um Although this movie didn't need him, uh, I thought uh, he was fine. I, I don't have a problem. It was a nice surprise because I, I definitely wasn't expecting to see him in this film at all. So <clears throat> it was definitely a nice surprise. And I sure. thought um, uh, I thought if he was going to be in this film, he was just going to be like a background character. Yeah. Right? Just like thrown in just for the joke of the fact that he was actually the Mandarin once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that he actually played – a bigger role in this film was a bit of a shocker for my Yeah, opinion, sure, so. sure. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think he gets a nice happy ending, right? Like, he, he probably gets to live in that village, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, he's had such a, like, terrible life since Iron Man 3, which mm -hmm. was, like, I don't know how long ago that was, like, 15 years. But mm -hmm. <laughs> um, No, uh, I, I enjoyed his inclusion in the story. I, I thought it added another level uh, to this, and he was funny. Mm -hmm. Um, but these 10 rings, okay. Um, you know, eventually Shang-Chi defeats his father and takes the 10 rings from him or his father actually sacrifices himself and gives them to Shang-Chi in the, in the very end. Spoiler alert. It's fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. Like Shang-Chi's dad, uh, is one of the greatest MCU villains of all time. He's cause he's not a true villain. He's a character who you're very empathetic with. Uh, he's a very human character, a very fleshed out character. Uh, his motivations are very clear. Um, although like he's clearly lost his mind a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, and it doesn't really make sense what he's doing. You still care about him. You still feel for him. You still kind of get what he's doing mm -hmm. the whole, the whole time. And the, you know what? I, the middle half of this movie gets a little long and boring. And I want to say when I took Melinda, the second time I went to see it, I warned her because she doesn't like Kung Fu movies. Mm. Like I haven't watched crouching tiger in like 10 years because Melinda will not watch a Kung Fu movie with me. Mm. Same way. She, the same way she won't watch star Trek. So I haven't watched star Trek or Kung Fu movies <laughs> in like 10 years. So I told her, 
look, I want to take you to see this because it's a Marvel movie, so I know you want to see it, but I just want you to know that I don't think you're going to like it because this is really a Kung Fu movie more than a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was right. She didn't like it. Uh. Uh, but I thought that was funny. But, um, the, but there is this really long section right in the middle of it, right? Like the first part of the movie is super action-packed. Mm-hmm. And then they go into a bunch of backstory and family stuff and drama stuff and dialogue and dialogue and dialogue and flashback and flashback and flashback. And there isn't any action for a long time in the middle. It's a two and a half hour movie. It's a pretty long movie. So if you're, if you're buying into the family drama, it's, it's okay. But if you're not buying into the family drama, the middle section I've heard people complain about it. I okay. so I know that some people weren't into it. I know that Melinda got really bored in the middle section. Mm. Um, and the second time, I was like, "Wow, this middle section really is kind of long." Um, mm. But um, man, when the third act comes, like it's amazing, right? Yeah. Like the two the two dragons fighting, Shang Chi fighting his dad, the villagers fighting, Aquafina with her bow and arrow, which I thought was going to be like hokey and stupid and annoying, mm-hmm. but I, I actually bought it. Like I loved it when she, when Aquafina shoots the dragon in the throat and saves everybody. Like I I loved that part. Like mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that that was better than any like uh, scene that Ned had in Spider Man. Right. You know, as in his sidekick life, um, I thought uh, Aquafina like really uh, was served well in this movie. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, um, and Shang Chi's sister, obviously awesome in combat, mm-hmm. and um, and in, you know a little bit of a of a dark horse character. You know, um, you know, not necessarily a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but still like a uh, strong family bond with her and her brother. So like so much complexity in these characters. Um, it's really great. I, the way that black Panther was great. I thought in its storytelling, this movie is also great in it's like, it's giving depth to its origin story. Yeah. Um, yeah, the rings, yeah. the, uh, you know, uh, so the movie ends with um, Shang-Chi getting the rings and his father, his father ultimately is defeated by Shang-Chi and then sacrifices himself to try to save everybody to fight the, the evil dragon that he uh, releases. But um, uh, Shang-Chi uses these rings to defeat the evil dragon. And it's just like the coolest way, like these rings, the way they work uh, in, in combination with his Kung Fu, so that like he gets to do kung fu moves, and then the rings do these awesome things in conjunction with his kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just visually just a fucking fucking cool thing that the creative team at MCU came up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally loved it. I love the addition of dragon scales into the lore. So Wakanda has their super super powered material. Yeah. Their their uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. The um. You're talking vibranium. About vibranium, yeah. Vibranium. Uh, and uh, Shang-Chi's mother's village has dragon scales, mm. which are also super strong and like have like some mystical power to them. And um, it's cool, like the lore of the MCU like growing, right? Like mm-hmm. Shang-Chi and his sister have this armor that their mother made for them, and it's dragon scale armor. Right. And you know, so 
uh, it just gives them a little extra superpower. Mm-hmm. The way Black Panther's vibranium armor does, right? Yeah. Um, awesome, fun stuff like that in this movie. Yeah. Um, and these rings. Okay, so we get to the post credit scene. And the post credit scene is... Wong grabs Shang-Chi and Aquafina and he takes them to the Sanctum Sanctorum and he's trying to analyze the rings to figure out what they are. Like, what, what does their power come from? Where do they come from? Mm-hmm. And, he, and he has one of those hologram Skype meetings that we saw in the end of Endgame or whenever it was, whatever post credit scene that was. Um, or it was in Endgame, actually. It was yeah. in Endgame, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they did so that, the beginning. There's a, there's a cool hologram Skype scene Uh that involves uh, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Carol Danvers is there, and she's got her hair grown out longer, and she actually looks old and rough to me, uh, yeah. in my opinion, in the scene. Did you think that? Uh, I didn't think she looked rough, but yeah, no. Um, I definitely noticed longer hair, for sure. Yeah, but, yeah no, and that. and the big surprise, of course, was Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. who is who, no longer Professor Hulk, but actually Bruce Banner again, but his arm is still injured. His arm is still in the sling. Yeah. So we're going to have to learn the details of that. We probably will in She-Hulk because we know that he's confirmed as being cast in She-Hulk mm-hmm. um, along with the Abomination who also appears in this movie. Yeah. So a couple of great uh, future seeds planted in Shang- Shang-Chi for the She-Hulk TV series, which I'm really looking forward to. Sounds good. Sounds like it's going to be crazy great. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Yes. Um, back to these ten rings in this scene. So in this scene, Wong uh, says there's nothing in the books in the Sanctum Sanctorum that says anything about this. He has no idea what it is. Carol Danvers says she checked all of the archives, uh, uh, and there's no there's no knowledge of this technology anywhere in the universe. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Banner basically says, I have no fucking idea what it is. Um, but they also reveal that it's emitting some signal. It's transmitting a beacon to someone, something, but we don't know who it is. Mm -hmm. So they're setting up all this mystery about what the 10 rings are in this scene as it ends. And then, and then there's a second post credit scene where they show you that, um, after the movie, Shang-Chi's sister takes over the Ten Rings organization and is going to become a crime boss like her dad. Um, Which is very reminiscent of uh, what's her name? At the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, the agent Um, Carter. Yeah, Carter's daughter. Um, Yeah. Fuck. Peggy? Is it Peggy? Peggy's daughter. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Peggy Carter. Is it Peggy Carter? Karen Karen Carter. Karen, I don't know what okay, her name whatever. is. Yeah. I'm making it up. Okay. Um no, it was very reminiscent of that to me. But 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 you know, fine. Um this is this is a fun like family dynamic. You know, Shang's Chi's always gonna have tension with his sister. That that's that's cool. I like that. Um But can we get to my theory about the Ten Rings? Or do you want to say anything about the movie before we Sharon get into Carter. Full? Full theory mode. Sharon Carter is Sharon Carter. Yes, yeah, thank you. I just looked it up. Okay. Um, sorry. What'd you ask me, sir? Before I engage full theory mode, yes. was there anything about the actual movie that you wanted to talk about? <laughs> uh, talk the about? actual film. Uh, I think you pretty much covered it all. But um, oh. no, just uh, as far as like um, plot points. Um, 
Actually, uh, one thing that I not not a plot point, but uh, one thing that um, that I found really interesting, and this and this is how they're like tying it in with other films. Um, Black Widow. There was actually a Black Widow in it. Right in the fight ring. In yes. the fight, in the fighting ring, he and she was fighting uh, a dude with similar powers to. Um, and again, I fucking forget his name. Anyways, in Iron Man two. Remember the remember the guy, yeah, um, yeah. the villain. Uh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank on his name, and he had the same type of powers as him. Yeah, um, <clears throat> well, were he were he like he had his shirt off and he was like glowing basically, um, yeah. but yeah, no, she was a direct. She was directly from Black um, Black right. Widow. But Shang Chi uh, takes place like 15 years after the Black Widow movie, right? So right. all those black all those Black Widows that they freed in that movie, Would they're be. out in the world. They show you that yeah. in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that, like little Easter eggs and stuff like that, that I, that I saw. But, anyways, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think, like I said, I think you covered most of it. Um, but, anyways, go on. Cool. So, um, what I think is happening here mm-hmm. um, the Ten Rings are emitting a beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ten Rings have these languages inscribed on them. Yes. Right? One of the, the languages is a not a known language. Yeah, I think the two of them are known languages, ancient languages. Um, one of them is not a known language. But it looks similar to a language that they show inscribed in the trailer for, wait for it, the Eternals. Right. There are, now we know that the rings have been on Earth for at least like 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. We know that they grant the bearer eternal life. Right. We know that they do not exist in any records of anywhere in the universe. And Carol Danvers would have access to all the records in the universe. Mm-hmm. Right. So where are they from? My theory and other people have had this theory out there, but this is the one that I think is correct anyway, even if I didn't have it first. These rings were made by Kang the Conqueror and the reason they were made, their purpose, there's 10 of them, there's 10 Eternals. Mm-hmm. I think these rings were made to defeat to the Eternals. Right. Okay. I, I think I think each of these rings has a specific power that negates the powers one of, of the, one of the Eternals. Yeah. Okay. And they were left there thousands of years ago by Kang the Conqueror for some reason that is yet to be explained. Hmm. And that the beacon they are admitting is to Kang the Conqueror. Which would make sense. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. And since we already know he's going to be in the MCU, this makes me believe since Kang the Conqueror is basically the new Thanos of this era, right? Like yeah. he's going to be the major villain of the major event movie 10 or 20 years from now, whenever yeah. the fuck it happens. Yeah. The next, the next end game movie is going to be the multiverse war or the secret wars, as it was called in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kang the Conqueror is going to be the villain. So my prediction right now is that we've just found out 
Shang-Chi is the new Tony Stark. Okay. Shang-Chi is the new hero of this phase how, or however many phases it goes on to until the multiverse war movie happens mm. shang chi is going to be the one who defeats kang ultimately i'm calling it now kevin when is it it's it's 10 4 p.m september the 12th 2021 okay so this movie might not happen until fucking 2030 2031 it might yeah. not yeah. it really might You're right. okay so I want you to be my witness and anyone who listens, nobody's listening, but if anyone listens to this, be my witness. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi is the new Tony Stark and will defeat Kang the Conqueror right. in, the, in the next ultimate Marvel epic uh, finale movie for this uh, series of phases. Now, is that a guarantee? Guarantee, Shang Chi. <laughs> guarantee, <laughs> absolutely. I know we don't have sound effects for that right now, but <laughs> for guarantees, no, I don't. It is absolutely guaranteed. Shang Chi is the new Tony Stark, and the Ten Rings are the reason. And it's dope. I'm totally in, man. Like. The way he defeats that dragon in that final scene, man, mm-hmm. and how beautiful it is. And look, the 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 connection to the Matrix, the same cinematographers, like, is a big factor in why I love this movie so much. This scene at the end is really reminiscent of some, like, visually of some Matrix stuff uh, when Neo is in full God mode. When Shang-Chi is in his full God mode... Like, it's cooler than any, like, I can't think of another MCU character when they're fully powered that is, has been this epic, uh, like maybe Thor, I, maybe, but, um, um, uh, man, like the, yeah, I, I, I'm totally in on Shang-Chi. I love this character. I'm looking forward to what happens with the future. Um, so I'm ready to give this movie a rating. Okay. Um, you know, it's rated eight out of ten on IMDb, Is it? and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's at least that. Um, uh, it is kind of long and slow in the middle. You will like, even if you love the movie, you will get a little bored in the middle section. I will say that it is kind of it does reach the point of a flaw, in my opinion. So um, I'm gonna agree with IMDb. I'm gonna I was I was thinking about going higher, but but yeah, eight out of ten for me. Um, definitely see this movie if you're an MCU fan. Mm-hmm. Definitely see this movie if you're a kung fu fan, and if you're a kung fu fantasy epic fan, um, because it's both of those. It's like a little bit kung fu hustle, and it's mm-hmm. a lot crouching tiger. It's a lot um, of kung at, fu hustle. There's even a kung fu hustle poster in the movie. I don't know. Yeah, if yeah, that yeah. Yet. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's no accident. It's no accident. Yeah, yeah. and um, and it's also a little bit Black Panther, like we said. So, mm-hmm. like, those are all great movies to be a part of, to be a little bit of, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I recommend this highly. Uh, go see it. Go see it in the theater and support the the theater industry. Yes. Um, they really need it and they really deserve it. Um, like, you know, we have some great movie theaters now. We're really spoiled at the movie theater today. I really yeah, think that. Um, I agree. And I, and I don't want it to go away. No. Um, so anyway, there there I am, Kev. Uh, go ahead, read it. What do you want to say? Say so. Okay. So first of all, <laughs> um, everything you said, I agree. Um, it was it was a great movie. Um, the 
the martial arts was definitely reminiscent, uh, especially at the beginning of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. A um, little more Kung Fu Hustle uh, later on. Uh, in Kung Fu Hustle, there's actually a guy with fucking 10 rings on his arms, too. Which is yeah. Um, but um, I would like to say, I'm sorry, John, John Campia, but... He compared the action of this movie to the raid, and I sorry, I have to disagree with that. That yeah. was a very bold statement. I remember saying to you, like even on the show, I'm like, yeah. he compared it to the raid, man. That's that's yeah. fucking high. And uh as the raid is one of my all time favorite martial arts movies, the raid one and two. Um yeah. if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it if you're a fan of martial arts movies. Uh, watch the Indonesian uh, uh, language version. Do not watch the dub version. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Um, so, um, but yeah, no, I would, I, I definitely dispute that. Sorry, John Campia, but no, the the action was not on par with the raid. The, the raid was far more superior. Um, but yeah, no, but that being said, the action was amazing. I really enjoyed it's it. It's still great. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um more like a, uh, you compared it to Jackie Chan. I would definitely compare it to a Jackie Chan oh, film. A lot, a lot, um, a lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of it was very Jackie Chan-ish, um, his style. Um, go for your dreams, kids. Uh, <laughs> because this guy, literally, all he did was like send out a, a tweet. Um, he's from Toronto. Um, fuck, I can never remember his, how to say his name. Simu Lee? Simu Lu? Anyways, he was Lee. on yeah. he was on Kim's convenience. All he did was just he heard about the that they were casting for this film and all he did was send out a tweet saying, "Hey Kevin Feige, let's talk." And he got the role. So dreams yeah. can happen, kids. <laughs> uh, use use social network to your advantage. Use it. Like well, it's he's out there. Great. He's, yeah, he's no, and great. he was great in the role too. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just like Jer. I'm I'm sitting at an eight. Um, I really enjoyed it. I haven't watched it twice. I would like to watch it again. Uh, I haven't had the chance to go and see it again, but I would like to. Um, highly recommend it. It fits into the MCU so perfectly. Um, the characters are great. Um, they brought in characters from the MCU to make you feel a little bit more at home and make things familiar. Uh, Wong was good in the movie when he was in it. Uh, a lot of great comedic stuff. I was very impressed with Aquafina. Um, I'm not like I said. I'm not a huge fan of hers by any means, but I thought her her comedic relief in the film was perfect. I love that she just wasn't just like a a comedic character in the film. Yeah, she you buy be, her right? You <coughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Her. Like she actually yeah. became pivot uh, a pivotal role to defeating. Um, the last, like, uh, the, well, I'm going to say the last dragon, but dude, <laughs> defeating the dragon in, in the, the big end boss. of the film. Yeah. Like the, the, defeating the boss. So, um, yeah, no, she was really good and overall great cast and yeah, no, I absolutely, I loved it. I would have loved to have seen, well, obviously Michelle Yeoh, whatever was in it, but I would love to have seen like someone a little bit more dominant in the, like maybe a Donnie Yen as the dad, or you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would have like. I, personally, I uh, I thought that guy was okay, but I didn't know him. You know what I mean? Like I looked at him and I was just like, really? It should have been Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, like it a Chow Yun Fat. Um, <laughs> I, I personally, I'm leaning towards that Donnie, too Donnie Yen, right? Because I don't know, he he just suits that role. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was busy. They, maybe they asked him. I don't know. 
but um but yeah no i feel like 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 someone like him would have been a little bit better in in the dad role but overall yeah no i enjoyed it i really i really like the film and i would definitely recommend it so what would you rate it uh i said eight okay yeah Wicked i'm there man. with you as eight Wicked man. So we definitely highly recommend mm-hmm. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I, You know what? There's a chance I might go back and try to see it in IMAX. I don't know. There's a lot of movies coming out soon, Kev. Like, yeah. the, the next few months are huge yeah. for big releases. But um, I still, kind of in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I want to see this in IMAX. And I want to mm. see it like from the, from the back row of the theater. Because... Yeah. So much is going on on the screen, yeah. and some of these, and some of those dragon scenes mm-hmm. that I just, you know, you want to try to take it all in, and it's difficult. Um, yeah, no, so I actually saw I, it in three D too, as well. Eh? Yeah, which uh, which wasn't too bad. Um, sometimes three D is a lot, but uh, I felt like this movie did three uh, D justice. Um, it wasn't too bad. It looked looked nice in three D. So cool. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Uh, that that's Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Um, sorry that we re- waited so long to review it, but um, there you go, we did. So suck it up. Boom, <laughs> uh, Kev. Um, yes. anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up for um, tonight? Yeah. So a uh, couple things. Uh, one, I watch Malignant. Which is the new James Wan film, uh, horror film? Yeah, yeah. Which was interesting to say the least. <laughs> yeah, that's that series of films, right? Like, mm. uh, it's in. Well, what's I, I I kind of thought it was going to be kind of. I thought they were going to sneak this into the Conjuring universe. The Conjuring is it not in the Conjuring? It's universe? not. Uh, to my knowledge, oh. it's not part of the Conjuring universe. But oh, okay. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely not a film I was expecting when uh going into it. So uh, as I told you, I, I mentioned this to you uh, before we start recording. Uh, it's a James one film. And then somewhere it, it like one eighties into a David Lynch film. <laughs> it's kind of, right. it's interesting. Right. Um, I, won't I like spoil- David Lynch. So yeah. That sounds I, good to me. I'm personally not a fan of David Lynch, but, uh, um, but yeah, no, there, it kind of turns into like a kind of a weird Lynchian type film. And it's, it took me, it took me off guard because I wasn't on. You like you it. like David Lynch's Dune though, right? Uh, come on, come on! Sting with the <laughs> knife fight, come on! We we've talked about this, man. Sting with the knife fight, come I'm on! I'm willing. I'm willing to give the new one a shot, but uh, it's gonna be. I like the re- the reviews for the new one are insane, yeah. dude. It got a it got an eight minute standing ovation at a film festival yeah, in Europe cool. on on the weekend. Mm. Like people are shitting their pants yeah. who have seen this movie. So yeah. I am my, like I I'm gonna say it again. I don't think it's gonna be the most successful movie at the box office Probably of all not, time. No. But I. I have a feeling it's going to be an amazing fucking movie. Yeah, I'm really looking it forward to it. It definitely sounds like it's going to be an epic film. And um, but we'll maybe see. it'll maybe it'll have fantastic word of mouth, and maybe it'll mm-hmm. be a really strong second weekend film. Like I I I kind of have hopes for that. Yeah. I uh, I don't know where it, uh, what else is coming out at the same time as it. It's coming out uh, October 22nd, I well, think. Well, uh, Spider Man comes out around the same time. That's near Christmas. Uh, Venom is coming out October 1st Yeah So Halloween Kills comes out next month too And they just announced 
that is going to be streaming the same day on Paramount or whatever Paramount is it Paramount? Uh, um, yeah, I feel like yeah, something like that. Uh, what was NBC's thing called again? Um, uh, Peacock. Peacock is going to be coming out on Peacock same day. Really? Yeah, Halloween which, is coming out yeah, on Peacock. Oh, it's going to be the worst Halloween movie of yeah, all time. Well, it's going to be like for kids. That's why. Well, it's definitely not for kids. It's. it's I hate Halloween now. Really? I'm going to admit it. I I, I wish loved, that I, I loved wish... the last one. Loved it. I'm sorry. No, I I don't know why people enjoy watching a guy walk around murdering people. I don't get it anymore. Like it's not like it's not for you. It's not like it's not like fun. It's not fun for me at all anymore. No, you know what? I don't know why I I don't get it. It's like it's like it's like a W. It's like I I feel like it's I feel like Halloween. I feel like Halloween is a WWE movie. Yeah, I feel like it's just it's just like everybody's just rooting for this for this wrestling character who. Who who murders people instead of DDTing them? I, yeah. That's what I feel like it is. But Fair um, I don't know. Why. I'm I'm anyway. all aboard. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I enjoy the slasher films. Um, it's already getting kind of slaughtered by fucking critics. It's already got a. 56. If it's on if it's on Peacock, it's gotta be bad. Well, it's that's the be. thing, though, right? Because I'm like, fuck, really. <laughs> when i found that out i was like uh, i was actually a little disappointed because uh because like exactly what you're saying and maybe they don't have faith in the film and they just decided you know what just in case let's fucking, drop it on fucking morning joe day. is on peacock it's like the most mainstream middle of the road fucking safe safe fucking this? thing morning joe like like the most mainstream shit is on peacock like so yeah, yeah, that that kind of that kind of disturbed me when I when I read that. Well, <laughs> but other yeah. Than that, anyway, yeah. I'm I'm like I'm like predisposed to be negative about Halloween anyway. Yeah, so fair I'm enough. Not good, not it's not for everybody, person. but I'm excited for it regardless because it's Halloween. <laughs> Word. Yeah, I was I was ready to buy tickets for the opening night, but that just completely. When they leave my attitude, <laughs> oh, I'm still gonna watch it though. I don't get me wrong. So, I I know Halloween has a huge following. Mm-hmm. Like I know like like there's this one shitty YouTube channel that I know about that doesn't have any any views except when they post Halloween videos. Yeah, okay. So it's like they were gonna be like a like a fandom channel, but now they're just like a Halloween channel because <laughs> it's like you watch their videos and it's like. They post a Halloween video and it's like a thousand views or like twelve hundred views, and then they post like a MCU video and it's mm. like thirty views. <laughs> um, so I know that Halloween has this big following out there. <clears throat> Definitely does. I don't get it anyway, but that's just good. me. It's all good. That's just me. You don't have to. Get it. Um, I know. It. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm judging you. Yes. I'm sorry. Better not kick your ass. All right. It's fine. It's <laughs> what do I like? What like everything I like is awesome. What I like bad things. I'm right. Sure. Right. I don't know what I. I don't know what I could think of right now. That's an example. But anyway, dude. Uh, what else? What else? What else do you want to talk about before we wrap up? Because we have gone on and it's getting yeah, late. No, that's. I should release you. I think. Uh, I think I've talked about everything I want to talk about. <laughs> Uh, I Whoa. watched Respect, um, which have, was have good. Uh, hmm? mm-hmm. No, I'm saying I watched Respect, which ahead, was really sir. good. Um, yep. Found out a lot of stuff about Aretha Franklin that I had no idea about. Um, I would definitely recommend that for anybody who's into, you know, old school soul 
type music, um, R&B, if you will. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a very interesting watch. Jennifer Hudson, amazing. I, I'd be very surprised if she didn't get uh, a nod for uh, for. She likes. For, for, she for gets trail. awards. Yeah, she does get awards. Yeah, yeah, and she did all her own singing. She she didn't lip sync, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah it's really good, really good. I, I will I check that out. We'll yeah, check. I definitely recommend that film. So, cool. but other yeah, other than that, yeah, I think that's about it. What have I been watching? Um, I am super. I'm. I I have this. Show, I don't know if I've ever talked about this ever before, but mm-hmm. there there is one reality show that I love. Okay. Uh, and it's Alone. Never Are you familiar with it. this Never show? Heard of it, no. Okay. Um, well, I, it's, it's great. I recommend you check it out. It's got eight seasons now and I just saw season eight Mm. and it was fantastic. Let me tell you about the premise of alone really quickly. I won't waste a lot of time on this, but the premise of alone is they take 10 people. They take them to a remote location, um, where it's just, just wilderness and nothing else. Mm. Um, and they separate them. They give each of them like a five square mile area and they drop them off alone and they never like meet up ever. Right. They're always alone. And the whole, and the whole contest is you get to bring 10 items and you have a radio and you stay out here as long as you can until you radio us and say you give up and the last person out here wins. Okay. Um, so it's just watching 10 people try to survive with only the 10 items they bring and their wits for as long as possible. Mm. Uh, so you watch these people building their shelters. You watch these people trying to hunt and fish for food and, you know, forage for like berries or whatever is available, you know, avoid predators and just survive as long as they can. Uh, and to me, it's just like the most fascinating thing. And it's a super like well made show. It's a, it's a great show, in my opinion. Anyway, okay. um, I highly recommend it. And uh, season eight, a, a lot of the seasons take place in Canada, by the way. Okay. Um, like three or four of them, I think, take place in like northern British Columbia. One of them takes place on Great Slave Lake, which I think is in the Northwest Territories. Um, there's a couple of seasons outside of Canada. There's one in... Uh, I'm blanking now. Uh, I don't even remember. Like South America somewhere. Okay. Um, I know. But um, it's all basically the same premise and it's all, it's cool every time. Anyway, uh, I just watched season eight and now I missed season seven. So I'm watching that and I'm going to be bummed when I'm done season seven because I'm in a total alone mode right now. Like I, I'm like, I'm totally loving this show. Yeah, right okay. <laughs> and I'm in season two of C, which is Jason Momoa's show on Apple TV, right. which is, uh, which I just talked about before. I think it's about a, uh, post-apocalyptic future where everybody on earth has gone blind and um and they live in like a medieval like blind only society um and then some people start to get their vision back and so um it's a very interesting weird show but it's mostly just watching jason momoa murder people with swords yeah. in in interesting creative ways and it's very violent and very graphic and, and it's kind of fun. I admit it's a guilty pleasure, but I'm still I'm still watching it. And season nice. season two is season two is pretty good so far. Anyway, yeah. that's that's all I got for this week. Thanks for listening, folks. Yes. 
Kevin, is there anything else we should talk about today? Do we have any uh, listener email or questions? Um, or, or yeah, there's there is a uh, there is a message here in our in our inbox um, on Facebook. Um, due to technology, I can actually just hit play and it will translate it. So, All right, let's and, let's play let's play that yeah. uh, that wave file you yeah, have there. So of here, the- Voice message. Here it is. Let me just click on it. That's the end. Oh, word! That's the end, baby girl. Here we go. That's the end. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all she wrote for episode eighty-two of Tool for this podcast. Your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. Yep. And so, for DJ Kevy Kev, I am. JD the MC saying to you just chill to the next episode